I'm Dr. Fred Silva of Arcana Laboratories, coming to you from Little Rock, Arkansas, with another installment of Throwback Thursday. This is a short history of Ernest Goodpasture and Goodpasture's disease. In 1918, a type of influenza became an epidemic and spread across the world, killing a great many people. A young man named Ernest Goodpasture autopsied a number of individuals who came down with this disease, but one struck him as interesting. The patient, an 18-year-old seaman at the Chelsea Naval Hospital, had died showing as if his lungs had been injected with blood and some renal disease with crescents. Ernest Goodpasture had thought this was just another case of the omnipresent worldwide influenza called the Spanish influenza by the French, the French influenza by the Spanish, and the Kansas influenza by others. No one knew exactly what to make of his patient. In 1958, the disease was resurrected by investigators from Australia, Stanton and Tang, and they termed the disorder Goodpasture's disease. Dr. Goodpasture at the time, toward the end of his career, was noted not to be too overexcited about that designation. Ten years later, Frank Dixon, Curtis Wilson, and others would show that the disorder was due to anti-GBM antibodies, published in the New England Journal of Medicine. Dr. Goodpasture, after his time in 1918, went on to the NIH and then eventually became chairman of pathology at Vanderbilt University, having worked with a number of experimental models, including cell cultures of green monkey kidneys, to determine viral cytopathic effects, which were continued to be utilized in various experiments through the decades. He was nominated for the Nobel Prize, but didn't receive the call. Dr. Robert Collins, of lymphoma fame and a professor at Vanderbilt, wrote a tremendous history of Dr. Ernest Goodpasture, which the listener would do well to read. It's a great biography. Until this day, the term Goodpasture's syndrome and Goodpasture's disease is utilized by different individuals in different ways, some just requiring pulmonary hemorrhage and renal disease, mostly crescentic glomerulonephritis, and others requiring the demonstration of anti-glomerular basement membrane antibodies. Dr. Curtis Wilson of La Jolla would become a magnet for such cases, having developed one of, if not the best, indirect immunofluorescent assay and then radioimmunoassay for anti-GBM antibodies. He told me later he was not too impressed by other anti-GBM antibody assays. I once had a patient that blood was drawn on the same day and inadvertently was sent to two major medical centers that shall remain nameless. One assay came back positive for anti-GBM antibodies and the other negative. Dr. Billy Hudson, first at the University of Kansas, and then interestingly, Vanderbilt, the home of Dr. Goodpasture, went on to identify the Goodpasture antigen a form of conformational change in the antigen. Studies continue on this rare but severe disease. Dr. Robert Colvin of Mass General Hospital attempted to find those slides that Dr. Goodpasture had processed in this first seminal case. The slides are unavailable, 
and we'll never know exactly what the first patient had. There was a vasculitis noted in the autopsy report of the kidney. Was it NIGBM or was it ANCA? 